You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 30 of PlayStation Unchained. Uh, yes, for Big 3-0, which is quite scary because I'm going to be 30 in a couple of weeks' time. I'm your co-host, Mike Harrodis, and joining me as ever is my co-host, uh, Ben Shudabil Hall. Say hi, Ben. Hello, Mike. Uh, oh, that's a big shock. 3-0 soon. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I try not to think about that. Yeah, but in terms of a podcast, I'm a big 3-0. That's quite a milestone. That's oh, it, it's really good, the fact that we've reached this far. Yes, I, I can't remember how far around we got the last time around, but I'm pretty sure it was quite. Um, we're catching up with that one actually. So yeah, um, I, I'm I'm proud of it actually. I think we've all done a really good job. Considering I'm not exactly a natural host and everything, I think we managed to keep the train rolling. So that's um, that's been quite um, very 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 fulfilling on my part. Um, joining me and Ben is uh, we have Chris uh, Clements. Hi, Chris. How's it going, man? Good. How are y'all? I'm doing good. Thanks, man. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> and we also have um, Alex Locker. Hi. How's it going, Alex? Good evening. Yeah, good. Thanks. Cool, man. Uh, we haven't had Chris or Alex on for a while, so it's good to see you guys. And, um, what, and of course, it's the um, Big Frio, so it's great that you guys can join us on this one. Um, so um, how you guys all been this week? What have you been up to? Um, I've just been uh, kind of adjusting to some changes in life uh, with work. And so just kind of juggling a few things, but... Uh, getting in some gaming there, and of course PSU, so uh, I can't complain. Cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. How about you, Ben? How's it been this week? Pretty good week, actually, to be honest. It's been a bit busy for once. Uh, but apart from that, pretty good, really. Uh, yeah, cool, cool, man. can't and complain. About... Good, good. And how about you, Chris? Oh, yeah, always always busy, you know, the job, <laughs> the other job called the PlayStation Universe. Yeah. <laughs> But I do, I do uh, make a point to fit in the games. That's the the whole reason we do all this stuff is for the games. So yeah, it's been good. All about the games. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, guys, let's um crack on with some news. Um, it's actually oh, it's actually been quite um a significant week for me as well, which I will get round to talking about soon. But yeah, suffice to say, it was very very interesting for me. Um, okay, let's start off with some news, guys. First of all, we have one from Adam. Uh, Dishonored 2, uh, this is a, ru- a rumor, Dishonored 2 set for a full reveal at E3 this year. Um, apparently, the um, right, he says, in another firm spin-off for, spin of a room reveal, an off-screen presentation image has today cropped up, uh, that was on March 3rd, Monday, March 3rd, cropped up, but it looks like as if it may confirm, in, confirm existence of Dishonored 2, a sequel to the 2002 smash hit namesake. The source and origin of the image are, at the moment, um, hotly contested with the first concrete unaccredited appearance lying with the Twitter account All Games Beta. Uh, for those of you um, wondering what I'm talking about, it clearly says Dishonored 2 on there. Uh, underneath it says, uh, in smaller text, witness for full reveal E3 2014. Um, this game has been rumored for quite some time, I understand. Um, I didn't play the original Dishonored, but obviously I know it was a massive success. And it's probably um, if they do make a sequel, it'll probably sp- actually spur me into action playing play the original because I really need to do that. Um, as I said, this is just a rumor, so take it with a pinch of salt for now. But uh, are we any are we Dishonored fans on here, guys? Let's start with uh, Alex. How do you feel about this? Um, I haven't played the first, and 
I plan to get around to it when uh, they release the Game of the Year edition with all of the DLC, and they've done that now, and I still haven't got it. So, um, But I, I intend to. Like, It looks like a really cool game and um, kind of hit a lot of the nails that Thief seemed to have missed from what I've uh, read. So yeah. yeah, I'll get around to it. But if there was, if there was a next-gen port um, or if there's an X-Gen version, then I'd be uh, pretty keen because I'll be getting my PlayStation in a couple of months. So, uh, yeah, like it looks really cool. I really like the premise of like multifaceted paths through levels and having your own choices and especially stealth gameplay. So I want to check it out. I'm just a bit late. Cool, man. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Um, how about you, Ben? Same boat here, actually, to be honest. I have the game. I actually bought it. But um, I haven't really played it yet. Oh wow! <laughs> I got the collector's edition for cheap. I found it for sale. I found it pre-owned actually. Uh-huh. And you haven't uh, actually touched it yet. I've opened it up and went to go. Tr- I tried the code in it just to see if it worked, and the DLC code worked. All right. Um, but no, I haven't actually touched it yet, really. Which is a shame, actually. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. Um, you, you seem to have quite a lot of games that you're kind of like sitting on your um, shelf. Sort of yeah, collecting dust. <laughs> there's about maybe about half the games I've got that I don't actually have played. I've just oh, wow. got them on my shelf. <laughs> cool. And last but not least, Chris, how about you, mate? Oh yeah, I love Dishonored. Um, it, it you know it's one of those kind of games that it, it looks so much like Bioshock you know, that I was kind of at first put off by. It. I was like, yeah, okay, this is a uh, a copycat, but it's really not. It, I, I played it uh, a good bit. I didn't finish it. Uh, um, but it's those kind of games that you you get into it and you're you're kind of plugging along and all of a sudden it just uh, puts a twist on the whole thing and takes you in a totally different direction with what you're expecting, and that was very really appealing to me. Uh, but unfortunately, at the time I was playing it uh, was around November of last year, so it kind of got interrupted by the little thing called the launch of PS4. Uh, so oh, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't gotten back to it yet. But I definitely plan to, and, and I'm thrilled about the news for a new one. Uh, if it's next gen graphics, and that's it's going to be awesome. So looking forward to that. I hope to see it at E3. Awesome, man. I'm sure you're not the only one to think that as well. I bet everyone else is pretty much um, clamoring for a follow up to Dishonored. Okay, um, so next big news now, guys. Uh, PS4 has sold over six million units worldwide since its release in November. Um, the uh, this figure actually includes uh, 370 thousand units sold. Uh, in Japan, following the launch of PS4, there on uh, February twenty second. Um, not much more to say on this, really. You know, sales and it, um, PS4 has been selling really, really well. It's great to see it doing so well. Um, it's. Um, I'm not sure what the um, comparison is with Xbox Three, sorry, Xbox Three Sixty, Xbox One, in terms of how well that's doing. Um, I know that PS4 is ahead by. Um, it must be. Oof, I don't know. Is it about a million of their ahead now? I, I, all I all I know is um, PS4 is doing a lot better at the moment. But this is great. Another great milestone. Um, uh, Ben, what do you think about this? I'm actually really impressed. I can't believe they've reached six million already. That's that's pretty insane, to be honest, with the market it is right now. Yeah, man. At least at least we can go with one thing. It's outsold the Wii U. Already. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah we, we know that for sure. <laughs> It's crazy. Think about it. They they, uh, they uh, were estimating five million at this point. Actually, ambitiously estimating five billion, a million at this point, and to hit six, it's it's uh, hard to believe. Yeah, they must be um roll. They must be doing um Scrooge McDuck dives in their um money bin at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, um, Alex. How about you? Yeah, I think it's good numbers. It kind of shows that the industry isn't so um, doom and gloom as people kind of made out with the whole mobile thing. 
I mean, right. six million consoles in like four months or whatever it's been is is a good indication that we're in a good place. Definitely. And Maybe you not. think about it. It's also you think about it. It's not just by itself. I mean, the Xbox One releasing at nearly the same time, and still it pulls off the, those kind of numbers. Xbox One has good numbers too. But I mean, you know, you talk about the industry itself, the console industry. Doing really well, if you ask me, based on uh, two consoles selling up. Uh, it's got to be close to 10 million combined. Yeah, yeah for sure. Close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, um, I remember a lot of the talk about, um, you know, how mobile phones and all smartphones and tablets and all that kind of stuff is kind of um, intruding on the, um, on, you know, like uh, regular consoles and everything and i was never really um i was always a bit skeptical about how much impact they'd have i kind of i always felt that there would always be room for a dedicated home console and ps4 is definitely proving me right on that so i'm really pleased because you can't get that kind of no matter how advanced they get you cannot get the kind of experience that you get with ps4 you're not going to get something like Killzone or whatever on a, on a smartphone or something or those precise controls it's just not going to happen so um yeah, it's this is great news. It really is, and um, if they um, if they were estimating um, five million, I actually didn't um, I realized that if they were estimating five million sales by this time, and they got six within wow, that's um, that's even more impressive. So, brilliant news for Sony there, definitely. I mean, just... by the way, when you talk about mobile phone games, I must admit, if you've got an Android phone powerful enough, I do recommend trying Dead Trigger because that is actually a really good game for a mobile. Oh, okay. I've, uh, I've heard of that. Oh, that sounds. It, it, it's it, Dead Trigger Two is amazing for, because what they've done is they've made it so it auto locks on enemies. Uh huh. So you don't. All you have to do is sort of aim towards them. Oh, okay. It, it's it's a good, really good shooting game. I do recommend it. But again, it won't never replace stuff like Killzone or actual controls. But mm-hmm. I do actually recommend that game. Cool. <laughs> and it's Fair. free. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> a nice little tidbit there. Uh, moving on, this is um, this was another big story from this week. Uh, Rocksteady Studios and there was Batman: Arkham Knight for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So we finally have yes. our next, next-gen Batman game confirmed. This was obviously um, I thought this was wow. This is pretty quick, but then again, I forgot that um, Origins was made by I think it was Warner Brothers Montreal, and um, obviously not Rocksteady. So these guys haven't made a Batman game since uh, 2011 with um, Arkham City. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I don't have much experience with this at all. I, I've seen Arkham Asylum being played. I've seen it all the way through and really liked it, but I'd never been superheroes in my kind of weak link. I'd never really been, I never watched the, co- watch comics. I never bought the comics, watched the TV shows and stuff. I haven't really seen many of the films before. So, um, you know, this is covering just superheroes in general, not just Batman. Not that I dislike them. It's just, I don't know, they just passed me by for some reason. So, I'm probably not the best to comment on this, but I know this. this I know this series is is massive and it's done great and it's crit- critically acclaimed. So I imagine you guys must be um, up in up in arms about this in a good way. <clears throat> uh, ben, how about we start with you? Oh, I can't wait! <laughs> if I throw money at the screen, will that will that make it come out faster? No, I... <laughs> Welcome to try. <laughs> uh, uh, I really can't wait, especially with all the. I know it sounds weird, but I'm. Um quite a graphic sore at times and they said that the amount of detail in the Batmobile alone is as much DL polygons as the entire of Arkham Asylum pretty much what the shows you how much yeah shows you how much DL they're putting into this game wow that's it, so let me go straight the Batmobile has more detail in it than the whole of the first game pretty much yeah that's insane <laughs> yeah and it's going to be four times the size of Arkham City so it's going to be a proper open world 
And that's a, and that's not that's not that's saying a lot right there. Arkham City was huge. Wow, seemed like it was anyway. Oh, it felt huge, and it's going to be. Supposedly, this has got four different areas, but one of them is bigger than Arkham City by four times. Wow, that's insane. So that's I don't know how big the other three areas are, but we know at least we've got one huge world. So where where's the game set then? Is it it can't be in Arkham City presumably because that would just be for one if one area is bigger than Arkham City and there's four areas then it must be like what you covering like a whole part of America or something or states? I think it's set in Gotham. In, in Gotham because Arkham right. City is part of Gotham. All oh, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's a sectioned off part of Gotham that they made because of all the criminals in, oh, Ar- okay. in the Arkham Asylum. Remember right. rightly. Oh, okay, fair enough. And this so, is, and it's got vehicles, obviously, like the Batman. Yeah. So this is a, a big step up from the other games, um, presumably. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's the first time you have actually have a vehicle. Cool. Um, yeah, I was gonna. I was I always thought it odd that the Batmobile hadn't been in it. I mean, obviously, I, I know I'm a complete virgin on this kind of stuff, but you know, um, I, I obviously knew about the Batmobile and all that kind of stuff. I know the basics. So yeah, that's um, wow, that's even interested me. Um, is do you know if the Joker's going to be in it? I don't want to spoil that. If you ever play Arkham City, I don't want to spoil it, so oh, okay. I'm not going to say that. Okay, fair enough. Um, who hasn't commented yet? Alex, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it again when I get my PS4. Um, I kind of bypassed Origins because I heard that it was kind of a copy-paste of Arkham City and that there wasn't really any, um, any innovations. Um, and that's kind of what I was waiting for, and I kind of had the inclination that um, Rocksteady were working on another proper sequel so I've been waiting for that so I'm looking forward to it again like there's going to be heaps of really cool titles to get when I jump on like Infamous and uh, Assassin's Creed 4 and now Batman and Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and stuff so yeah man yeah, you're um, looking forward you're, to it yeah you'll be able to dip into a gold mine of um, some AAA titles there dude um, yeah for sure yeah uh, moving on um, oh just quickly I can definitely um, recommend Assassin's Creed 4 you mentioned that there definitely um, moving on um, guys uh, Sniper uh, before we move on I just want to say I, I skipped Origins for the same reason as well oh right okay yeah w- was it really that bad well it's not by Rocksteady so it kind of puts me off I, I got into it because I like Rocksteady oh okay what did they do before Batman anyway I never actually heard of them before I can't that. remember really to be honest I've wa- it was only because I watched one of them play yeah, presents, uh, what you call it, uh, Eurogamer oh, okay. I saw Arkham City alright um, Rocksteady yeah, they kind of came out thing. of the uh, Chris uh, what were you going to say okay I, I would just say Rocksteady they, they're really before Batman they had one PS2 game called Urban Chaos but that, that, oh. that, that pretty much all they've done that's uh, worthwhile is rocks is uh, Batman. So okay, and Alex, what were you going to say there? Yeah, I was just going to say that they kind of came out of the blue one day with Batman, and before then they were they didn't really have any kind of notable titles or anything. It's kind of a shock that the studio that no one knew of came out and released Arkham uh, Asylum and then Arkham City, and it's, they're two really quality, solid titles. So it's always the quiet ones you've got to watch for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, guys, uh, next up, uh, Sniper Elite free release date and collector's edition details confirmed. Um, this is by Stephen Williamson, our PSU head honcho. Um, 505 Games has confirmed that the console versions of Sniper Elite free, Elite free will launch in North America on July the 1st, 2014. Um, this uh, obviously is the next chapter in the um, World War II um, stealth-based shooter series. Um, it, it's something that I've actually really wanted to get into because I do love World War... I love the whole World War II um, era in general. And... Um, uh, but I've never really got around to playing this. Um, again, it seems that you'll have a, um, a pre-order bonus allowing you to um, uh, kill Hitler. <laughs> um, that was the same case with um, Sniper Elite 2. Um, this is... Um, I always, it's funny, I, for some reason, I always get Sniper Elite 2 and 
uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior mixed up. I, I believe Ghost Warrior is the one that isn't so great. Uh, Sniper Elite is meant to be very good, though, in general. Has a, it's a very, um, I understand it's quite a realistic, quite a, um, what, is simulation the right word? Sniper simulation. It, it's a very, quite a realistic take on the um, uh, first-person shooter genre. It's quite precise and stuff, and it's a very, I think it's quite brutal as well. And um, it's got a, it's quite quite a large following. I understand. Um, as I said, I haven't played the games yet, but they tickle my interest for sure. Um, anyone here at all a fan of Sniper Elite? Anything to comment on about this? I've seen a few videos on YouTube. Um, they have kind of like a, a Mortal Kombat esque kill cam thing where you can see where the bullet goes through the body and see what organs it shatters and what bones it breaks oh, and stuff. Yes, yeah. And I, I saw the video um, for killing Hitler, I guess, on Sniper the second game, and yeah. Uh, like he, he's only got one testicle, <laughs> like as, as per the rumor, and it, the, the, it was a bull shot. Basically, you can see it on YouTube. It's pretty funny. But he's, on, he's only got one, as per the rumor that he only had one testicle. Oh yeah, okay. But I haven't actually played the game. <laughs> but, uh, I, I tried the demo. I think for number two, um, it's on PSN, but it's not really my thing. So. Oh okay. Uh, Chris, Ben, anyone at all? I like sniper games, but I don't know anything about this. I really don't. Oh, cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's World War Two, so it might be worth checking out, I guess. I know right. you're a fan of that. Yep. Um, how about you, Ben? I never got to try either, to be honest. Okay. No, I thought sort of game, really. Okay, cool. Um, sniper Elite will just go and cry into a corner there. Um, next up, um, Watch Dogs release date um, confirmed. Uh, this is... Um, been a long time coming it's been confirmed that uh, Watch Dogs will release on May the 27th uh, globally and it's this year obviously um, this uh, game was obviously uh, previously confirmed for a November launch I think and it was one of the big uh, launch titles for next generation consoles obviously that didn't happen uh, massive massive game lots of anticipation surrounding this one let's hope it lives out of the hype um, I've, got, I've had my eye on this game for a while I've done a few I think I did a feature or two on it I can't um, for PSU, and I know it won a few awards. I think it won our E3 award last year, or Gamescom, one of the two, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so, May, guys, a um, couple of months away. Um, what you, uh, are you looking forward to Watch Dogs, Chris? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it looks like a fascinating game. Kind of a new, a whole new, uh, something new in general. You know, that, that, I don't know if this, is, this kind of game has been done before, but it's uh, very intriguing. Cool, cool, cool. So you're looking forward to that, then? <clears throat> Absolutely. Excellent. Um, how about you, Alex? Um, yeah, I guess a lot of the hype for me um, dropped off a few months ago, I think, after it got pushed back. Yeah. That's and, uh, and now there's like a, there's some articles out that have uh, got some new screenshots and kind of the internet's up in rage that it looks as if there's been a downgrade in graphics, which um, hasn't been unheard of this gen already. So I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, it looks cool, and Ubisoft really kind of hyped it up to be really kind of innovative and stuff in terms of gameplay mechanics, and um, it'd just be nice to see it deliver, and I'll just I'll have to wait, I guess. Yeah, it's funny. Um, ben, um, we were talking, the staff were talking in uh, G-Chat the other day, and Ben actually mentioned the um, downgrading graphics. Ben, would you like to sort of talk a bit about that, elaborate? Is it is it true? Is it, do you, is it actually quite... Is it downgraded? Because I haven't actually seen it yet. All the trailers so far that I've seen of the new gameplay look very sort of bad compared to what they used to look like. So yeah, there is a bit of a downgrade. Mm. But there's also talk. Ubisoft is, uh, keep saying that no, there is no downgrade. The, the, yeah, nobody knows what they're talking about. It. And some people are saying, oh, it looks good. Yeah. 
so Chuck, maybe I'm, I hope that maybe that the trailers that we've been thinking are PS4 are not PS4, maybe Xbox One, maybe. I was going to say, is there any chance, I mean, I'm no expert on this, but um, if, if, if the visuals are downgraded in the new trailer, is there a chance that maybe it's the current general version and not the uh, PS4 version we're seeing or something? Well, hopefully, but it yeah. is advertised as the next-gen version. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bit... As of I a... said, yeah, yeah. but hopefully someone's Time just screwed count. up and put the wrong footage into the wrong file or whatever. Yeah, but that's not really good for Xbox One owners. I mean, they've been suffering... They've got a lot of the games are running... You know, they've um, there's been a dipping like whether it's well, frame rate or resolution on Xbox One comparison to PS4, hasn't there? Quite a lot of games. Yeah, well, that, you're going to see that the entire generation. You're not going to see any difference in that ever. All oh, right. What is the that? hard the hardware is is it, the the graphics card is slower in the Xbox One than the PS4. I'm surprised. I'm, I don't know why I'm surprised about that. I mean, it's um. Yeah. Well, I thought they would have kind of preempted Sony on that. You know, and... no, but it's it, because they've got some, using it for the connect as well as the graphics. Oh yeah, well, it, well there, there's two sort of. Yeah, it's not as good. And Sony has a custom-made graphics card inside. Oh okay. Well, let's face it. I mean, there's some people who are going to care about this, but a lot of people probably won't won't notice the difference at all. Only like the hardcore people. We mentioned. I mean, we mentioned that like, a couple of podcasts ago. I think it was Glenn who was saying, you know, people aren't really. You know, how many people actually care about like the small change you know the dip in resolution or you know what a frame rate or whatever you know i think um i, it's, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all in the long run obviously people you know we notice these things you know it's our job to know you know to you know we look at this kind of stuff a lot and it's commented on as you know and people like us and everything and we're in this kind of circle but the general public probably won't know anything about this kind of stuff so i suppose i suppose it doesn't matter in the long run i yeah not I, actually i think it's gonna be worse in the long run really because uh, let's just say the Xbox One's being stressed right now. Let's say two years' time when they've actually got better with the PS4. But wouldn't they get better with the Xbox One in that time as well? What if, if what if they don't get much better? Yeah, you know, what if you see a 720p get on the Xbox One but 1080p on the PS4? The thing with the PS4 as well is that um, the Ice Team, which is based in Naughty Dog and is generally like a um, technology-focused group. Um, was there from the beginning working on the PS4, so you know that, like, and that's based with Naughty Dog, you know what kind of prowess Naughty Dog have with the coding and stuff, so true, true. Um, the, the gap for the PS4 is going to grow. I mean, there was already uh, one of the guys from ICE saying that they've increased the something to do with tiling, like they've already made some kind of optimization, and that uh-huh. will just be an ongoing thing. So uh, cool. the gap will remain, I think. Okay, well, fair enough. Cool. Well, thanks for that, guys. That's a nice bit. Um, sort of um, close on that story. Um, okay, let's get round to our um, one of our closing stories. Um, this is a, this actually really disappointed me when I read this because I'm a big fan of the guy. It's of course um, news that Jack Tretton, uh, President and CEO of Commu- Sony Computer Entertainment America, will be stepping down from the role um, on March 31st, 2014. Uh, Tretton's going to be succeeded by Sean Layden, uh, who is currently Sony Computer Entertainment International Executive Vice President and COO. Uh, as chief operating officer, um, he will be um, he will assume Trenton's previous role on April first. Um, this is um, uh, this is really disappointing to me because I've always liked Trenton. Um, he really came. I think he the thing about Trenton is he kind of like um, started off kind of um, with the free press conferences and everything. He was a little bit unsure of himself, but after a while, he kind of like 
got into the role and stuff and really started, you know, he got a bit of swagger about him and he, he became really fun in music, a fun guy to watch actually. I mean, you know, he's not, I mean, Nintendo's got Reggie and everything and no matter what you think about Nintendo, you know, Reggie's quite a, a personality and everything and um, Sony needed like someone consistent with E3 because they used to change a lot. There was Kaz Harai who used to do it and then he kind of like skipped a few years or whatever and did the next year or whatever but, you know, Jack was always there and he was always really cool to watch and he, towards the end of the, um, uh, but la- his um, career, the last couple of E3s, last year especially, he really kind of like, you know, the whole dropping the microphone thing and the kind of smug smile when he was talking about PS4 support and use games. You know, those are classic moments they are. And I think a lot of people have some really good memories of Trenton. And um, I just wonder if they're going to ask him one last time, where's Agent, though? Because he always gets asked about that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so um, he's been. It's worth mentioning he has been there for 19 years. So wow, he, they, they've lost one of their um, since since its inception. So they've lost one of their their legends, if you like. I hate using that term, but yeah, in Jack's case, he's a legend. Um, so what do you guys think, um, Ben? How do you feel about this? It's really sad to see someone so so big in the company leave, but yeah, be interesting to see where he goes off next to <coughs> Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, they, haven't actually, they haven't actually announced what he's doing next. Um, I guess I was a little surprised that he's going just as PS4 has um, come out and it's doing so well. But then again, he has been there a long ass time. So, and he, he did see the PS4 in. I mean, he was still there when it when it came in. So, you know, he's been part of that still, part of the initial success. Um, Alex, how about you? Um, of course, you know, I think it's sad, but I'm also really happy for him. I mean, you look at his career, and he was there with the launch of the PS1 and kind of was there for the launch of all of the other consoles up until then, down to kind of the fall of the PS3, where they had a trouble beginning at the start of the gen. And then to to bring in the PS4 and to have that moment in E3 where the audience was just, like, fucking roaring. I mean, he's had had an amazing career. And, like, people are shocked, like, oh, you know, why is he going now when PlayStation 4 is doing so well? I think it's the perfect time to pass the baton. You know, he's seen... Sony returned to like a place of power, and yeah, that's enough for him. I think he's uh, it's he's come full circle now. I think with this point in, in his life, and the contracts ended, and it just seems like a convenient time for him to uh, leave on a high note. Yeah, he's definitely leaving on a high. You can't argue with that. Uh, Chris, how about you? Well, I think Alex is absolutely right. I mean, he he had a rough go. I mean, the PlayStation in general uh, before the PS4, you know, wasn't wasn't exactly their glory years, and uh, to come out with a PS4, hit the kind of numbers we talked about before, you know, it's 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 definitely the high note. It's uh, and you know, you got to think about it. He's been there almost twenty years. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's still in his he's early early fifties. He's a young guy, uh, relatively young, and uh, you know, it's I can see a guy like that saying, you know what, I got us through this. I got us back. I got us back where we need to be time for change you know it's just a natural thing i think for a lot of people in that kind of position so uh, it's sad i hate to see him go i'm gonna miss him at a3 e3 is just not gonna be the same without jack up there yeah but uh yeah it's it's uh, understandable at the same time he's very charismatic sincere and humble and likable guy when he talks and gives interviews and it was just something really enjoyable about watching him when he talked and gave interviews around e3 and did the presentations and stuff and yeah. I can't really think of anyone to fill his shoes uh, and to that degree, but um, no, he's, he's done well, so yeah. I wish him luck. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, above all, above all um, good luck for the future, Jack. You're a legend, mate. I'll miss you. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else will. Um, well, that's the end of the um, stories I've got. Ben, um, I think you wanted to say something about Warframe. 
didn't you? Uh, yeah, Warframe will be getting an update soon, hopefully. Because PC recently got new Prime access. Oh, and cool. they plan to be adding Rhino Prime plus some new Prime weapons uh, in a future update. For those, those of us who uh, don't play Warframe, is that good? or? <laughs> well, Prime prime frames are pretty much the old frames, just different colour. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's it. Um, weapons, though, they have a slight buff, a slightly stronger than a normal weapon. Cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for that. Cool, and um, in case you don't know, Ben is our resident Warframe guru. He is on it non-stop every day, which is why he doesn't sleep. (coughs) Yeah, I don't sleep. I'm like some sort of Warframe vampire. I just rest by by doing a new match. I'm at 391 hours of play. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, well... Uh, uh, Before before I say, my gross income is 16 million. Holy crap. (laughs) Well, I wish I could get some War Thunder stats for you guys, but yeah. um, I can't. I don't have anything like that. Only that I'm level 32, but that doesn't really mean much to anyone. <laughs> and the sad thing is, though, even though I've spent 90 quid on Prime Access for Update 12, I will buy the new Prime Access for 90 quid again because I want Rhino Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> okay, um, well, that's the news, guys. And um, now we move on to our topic of the week, which um, is a rarity for me. But I'm sorry. Excuse me. Very tired. I'm very tired, yes. But apart from that, I'm actually quite um, excited about this. Sleep of the uh, week. Yes, sleep of the week. (laughs) I actually got a chance on Wednesday, March the 5th, to play Metal Gear Solid 5 at Konami's UK headquarters. Um, I was very, um, very uh, excited to be invited there. So thank you, Steve, who's the PR guy. Top bloke. Can't say nothing but nice words about him. Um, So, yeah, I... I basically played and completed Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, and I also had hands-on with various other bits and bobs to do with the game as well. So, um, it's obviously, I'm not going to talk in too much detail because of the embargo, and I can't give out a score and all that kind of stuff, but I um, enjoyed the game. I thought it was great. Um, it's um, definitely harkens back to um, Metal Gear Solid 3 in terms of the stealth play. It's, um, you know, some of, obviously Metal Gear Solid is a stealth game at heart, but a lot of, some of the games were more geared toward action. Like Metal Gear Solid 2, I found out, was the least stealthiest of them all, probably. And that's saying something, because obviously, you know, there is some stealth in it. But this game is very much like Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 3. It's very, uh, very methodical um, in the sense that, you know, just like getting past a, a patrol feels like a massive accomplishment and everything, or just... N- um, capping someone in the head, you know, with a uh, tranquilizer gun. It's, it feels like a, um, you know, it's very fulfilling. Um, it's also kind of, um, uh, it's got metal, uh, it takes it uh, takes a lot of nods from Metal Gear Solid 4 as well in terms of like the aiming system and accessing your weapons, but it's, um, they've, um, they, they've tweaked a few things as well, which is good. One of the things is what I particularly liked is the, um, when you actually get seen by an enemy this time, uh, it points, it has like an on-screen indicator of where you're being seen because there's no radar. Um, and basically the sc- when they spot you, the screen, uh, the action, um, freezes, um, it kind of slows down in slow-mo and you get about, oof, I don't know, maybe five seconds, five, six, seven seconds to react and kill the enemy or disable them in some way before they call the alarm. And it's quite, it's actually quite nerve wracking. Cause I, I remember being seen turning around slowly, aiming up and just firing a shot right at his head. And of course you see the bullet in slow motion, just go sort of like, Intruder, bam! <laughs> <laughs> Jukes him in the head, 
and it's like goes back to normal. It's like ah, oh, you know, splayed out everywhere, and it's like I've just thought that was really cool, really cinematic. You know, reminded me of some kind of like you know all the bullet time kind of stuff you saw in a lot of films in the last decade or so. I thought that was quite a cool touch. Um, but yeah, it's um, the stealth is um, in terms of you know the controls and the stealth, it's brilliant. But no, no, no game does stealth like Metal Gear Solid. It is really, really fantastic, and. Um, uh, the um, the AI in particular is very oh wow that is brutal. I mean I thought I was good. I said this to um Steve the PR guy. Um, I thought I was good at Metal Gear Solid, and then I played this because it really really um proved that <laughs> I'm not actually that great. They um they're they're tenacious. You know that you know they're relentless. They will hunt you down. You uh their patrols are far more thorough as well. They will um you know it, it comes in much more diff- in many many different stages now. They still look even though the patrol may be called off as such, they'll still be keeping an eye out for you. And this time, if they see you, they're shining a flashlight in your direction and stuff, which helps them spot you from a long distance. They can see much further now. It's just it's just a step up, you know, a general step up of what you'd expect. So yeah, um, it, you know, it's um, I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to talk about the length of the game and stuff. I did finish. I will say I did finish the mission, but I did have a day with it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, um, as much as I would love to go into a huge amount of detail on it, obviously I can't yet, but my review will be going up as soon as the embargo list. But, um, anyway, guys, yeah, if there's anything, hopefully I can answer, if there's anything, anything you want to ask me about it, kind of like general stuff, nothing major in terms of spoilers or specific like stats, like how long did the game take you? Um, then ask away now, cause it'd be good to kind of share some information. Has anyone got anything? Yeah. Um, how's the voice? <laughs> uh, I thought like- uh key for Sutherland, uh, Sutherland. Uh, yeah um it's i actually um forgot he was voicing snake when i was watching it so when he spoke i was like what 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 who's that that's not david hate and then i immediately remembered he's um it's oh it's kind of um it's it's weird it is it's odd hearing him as snake but um to be honest with you um there isn't actually a great number of uh, cutscenes in the game there's obviously a lengthy. Uh, uh, basically, there's a beginning cutscene and the end. Like um, you know, um, your control. You don't have control of a character. You know, it's um in a, in a, a, a full motion video and stuff. Um, so you're just basically watching it. Um, but um, there isn't always that much talking in it. Um, Snake doesn't actually speak that much. There's a lot of um, you a lot of the dialogue comes from some of the um these cassette tapes that you actually find that you can play. And also you can play music and stuff like that. So um, the kind of like the plot is fleshed out in that way. But Snake is kind of, um, he's more or less limited just to um, the odd line here and there. He doesn't really talk in great detail that much. Not the the exposition you'd expect from some of the earlier Metal Gear Solid titles. So it's kind of, if I'm being honest, it was kind of hard for me to judge how well he does in the long run. Because it's it just wasn't and I didn't it wasn't enough to kind of say oh yeah this guy will make a good snake or oh, that's not too good he's I will say though he he is a fine actor though Kiefer Sutherland is and his voice is, but in terms of just what he was saying it did sound you know it sounded natural but it's not I didn't get enough time to kind of give you a definitive answer on whether he will make a good snake if that makes any sense at all yeah fair enough yeah um, and what about the controls like. Which game does it most closely resemble in terms of controls? Like Metal Gear Solid Four, or yeah. maybe um, yeah. definitely Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, you use the D pad to select your weapons. Obviously, you've got the over the, um, your over the shoulder perspective for aiming and everything. Um, so it doesn't like go back to the old old the uh, original Metal Gears where you have to press another button for first person view or to then shoot or whatever. It's just over the shoulder. The aiming is very um, you know it's, it's the um, 
I'm moving into cover is seamless and stuff. It's very intuitive. It's um, there's no kind of like fidgety controls or whatever. You can like immediately if you're running and stuff, you could just hit square and it immediately jump on the ground into a crawl into a crawl position. Um, you can like you know duck behind cover and peek behind um, peek out from behind cover and all that kind of stuff. And um, popping in and out of cover to shoot and everything is just it's great. The transition is flawless. It's it's very very comfortable. So it is definitely um. It definitely um, picks up from Metal Gear Solid Four in that respect. So um, that was um, obviously a really cool experience to um, play, play something like that. I mean, that was actually my first um, first event, actually. Um, so that was quite interesting. Um, how about um, uh, Ben and Chris? Any questions at all? Well, I was wondering about the. I know you can't. We all know about the length, but is there a? Do you get the sense? I know you. You know, you probably didn't get to play the whole thing. But is, does, did you get the sense that there's a, a definite story involved? You said there wasn't much as far as cutscenes, right? Yeah, it's not the. Uh, this is just. Um, it's just a. Uh, it's clearly just a prequel to uh, Metal Gear Solid um, Five: The Phantom Pain. So most of the um, the bulk of the um, obviously the bulk of the main story of what's going to be happening in this in, in this latest story arc is safe for the phantom pain but it's definitely it definitely sets up a lot and there's a lot of like there were a lot of those tapes that i didn't collect so i didn't get to hear a lot as much of them as i wanted so there was a lot more detail in there but in terms of like the the big lengthy cutscenes, there's only there it was quite light on that light for a metal gear solid game mind you there's still there's still some interesting dialogue in there definitely um but i will say another thing i'm um, even though obviously i'm not going to I can't talk about the actual length itself, or rather, well, I rather, I'm not sure if I can't, I won't, just in case. I think that's the best way to describe it, because I don't want to piss anyone off. But there's, the thing about this game is there's a lot more to it than the main game. You have different side um, quests you can do, but you unlock after you finish the main game. So that's where the game gets a lot of its length from. You tackle different things. One might you, one might see you in a helicopter shooting, um, ground units and stuff while you're um, trying to rescue someone who's trying to escape in the Jeep. Another might see you disabling anti-air, um, air, uh, an, um, sorry, AAA guns on the um, ground uh, using Semtex and stuff like that. Or while another might have you tracking down two targets and you have to identify them just by sight. So there's a lot of, the, um, there's a lot of, it's quite diverse in that sense. And also there's a lot of pickups and stuff and hidden collectibles in the main game as well. So really it's, um, on the surface, it may not seem like there isn't much, but there is actually quite a lot of content in the game. So hopefully that will um, kind of um, allay any fears about the game's length. I was quite, I was quite impressed at how much in, was in there. And I will say this, when I finished my time with the game, my completion ratio was only 10%. Oh, wow. I had six hours with the game, so that should tell you something. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that sounds great because, you know, my impressions of it so far, it, it, it kind of sent... It kind of seemed to me, and you kind of laid kind of my, a lot of my fears about the, the game. That it seemed that it was almost like a DLC before the game instead of after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So you I didn't get that sense. No, it's. Um, I mean, it was definitely. Um, it's obviously no. It's obviously not a full. It's not like Metal, the other previous games in terms of the size, the actual size of a mission and stuff. I don't think anyone is expecting that at the moment. But it's. Right. Um, there's. Um, what you get out of this game is. Um, the amount of strategy you can have, the different types of routes you can take in the adventure. You try at different times. You try. You adopt new strategies. You discover new areas to infiltrate the base. There's um, and the like I said, and the amount of um collectibles there are in it, and the um the side missions that you can do. There's um there's a lot of content to get out from that. And I was um 
you know, I once I did the first the uh, main mission, I was constantly going back into the um the side missions and trying those out. So it's um it's kind of like um it's it's one of those games where you can squeeze all out of it. You just kind of know where to, you've got to know where to kind of look. Basically, just look beyond the surface if you know what i mean it's not just like oh that's the main game done kind of thing that's it it, it's, it was a lot more than that okay cool yeah uh how about you ben you got anything to ask uh not really to be honest sadly because I, I i've i've done a lot of studying when it comes to this game so I've, i would ask questions but yeah he knows I, I, everything <laughs> yeah i know i know too much probably have you played the game in or something Oh no! I've just I've read every little bit of information I can find on the web. As soon as there's a bit of information, I'm there like some sort of virtual rat. Oh, <laughs> info <laughs> here! Must read. Oh, a bit of info here. Um, okay. Like a lot, like a lot of people don't know this, but um, you even you probably don't know this, Mike. Actually, um, there will be a day one bonus for those who purchase the game. For the uh, fan- if you purchase the game on day one, there'll be a bonus for the Phantom Pain. I didn't actually know about that. No. Yeah. See. So yeah, if you if you are a Metal Gear fan, it is you are rewarded for purchasing it. They haven't said what it is, but they said there will be a reward for purchasing it early. Oh, I'm wicked. Huh. Sounds pretty good. What are they going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Hand out a coupon on the first day or something. Well, it'll be probably like uh, you know, like day one editions. Where, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll have a like a, a as you said, a coupon in it. A code. Where, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Which oh one? wow, that motivated me. That's for sure. Yeah, see. Um, <laughs> and also about you can't talk about it, but um, like this, um, the guy who did Eurogamer articles said the fact that um, they um, Kojima actually laughed at him when he thought about the idea he said that getting unlocking the special snake or rider mission is actually quite hard so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how you do that yeah I um, for the record I didn't get to play the um, snake mission I mean I played it on PS4 but the uh, Deja Vu mission wasn't available there so I should probably add that yeah um, one of them did get to play it but they laughed at the fact that they had to do it, get unlocked for him because it was too hard oh okay <laughs> yeah Cool. Well, um, yeah, um, that was um, quite interesting because obviously I've never actually been to an event and played a game and been talked I'm still about so, it, so jealous. I'm still what? jealous. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I, I don't want to like um, the last. I have to admit, the last thing I want to do is say something I shouldn't have done, but I think yeah. it's pretty sure that I haven't sported anything at all. It's just gen- I wanted to keep it the general stuff, and I think I managed to do that okay because um, yeah. I definitely, um, yeah, it's pretty obvious what I can and can't talk about. So, yeah. um, uh, um, yeah, so that's Metal Gear Solid 5, guys. Um, like I said, stay tuned for my review on that. Um, it was a great time, and I want to thank Steve again, if he's ever listening to that, is, um, for inviting me there. That was great. I hope um, I can attend some more of those things because they're really good fun. Um, also, actually, I think it was a good time to give a shout-out, actually, to um, uh, Richard Walker, who works for um, PS3 uh, Trophies and Xbox 360 Achievements. I think I got that right. He's... Um, uh, he's he was actually sitting next to me at the event, and I got chatting to him. And he's a really really cool guy. It was um, there were a lot of cool guys there. A lot of cool, um, some good conversation going on there. But um, I um, I spoke to him the most and got a lot in common with him. And we both seem to enjoy the game as well. So yeah, just wanted to give a shout out to Richard. Really really cool guy. Um, I was actually standing opposite him on the train 
um, which is kind of amusing. I kind of like stalked him for a while to, um, he had a PlayStation bag and I thought, Hmm, this guy might be going to Louvain. So the event, because I wasn't quite, I I knew where to go, but because I wasn't quite sure exactly where the place was, I followed him and it paid off because he actually was going to the event. So yeah, I I said to him, I was stalking him and he didn't mind that. (laughs) So that was quite amusing. That was, uh, but yeah, um, that was Metal Gear Solid Five. So yes, yeah, stay tuned for the review on that. Um, now we'll carry on with some uh, reviews on the site that we've been churning out lately. Um, first up, um, oh wow, I really, really did not. I really haven't been looking forward to reading this out because I'll probably butcher it. Uh, but this one was reviewed by uh, Dane Smith. Yes, it was. Uh, this is Atelier uh, Eska. And and Loggy, Alchemist of Dust Sky. Uh, I do apologize, um, uh, fans of that series, if I completely butchered that name. Um, Anyone else have a stab at that at all? Or does that sound about right? Uh, I'm going to pass on it. Okay, (laughs) as well. But yeah, um, Dan gave us a nine. Um, He summarized the perfect starting point for those not already into the series. It balances out problems Altia Ashia had while while delivering a package of risk and reward that can keep RPG fans wanting to keep replaying the game. Uh, He likes the beautiful character design, stage bonuses allow you to tailor your own difficulty, and a new game plus option that adds a lot of of replayability. However, he dislikes the fact that money is scarce and battles can feel tedious at times. Um, I've heard of this series. I think I... um, I actually reviewed one of these way back in uh, 2007, I think. Um, I can't remember the subtitle for it, but it was interesting. The only thing I remember about that game in particular is that whenever you investigate the barrel, the main, one of the characters would go, barrel, which is really, really weird. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I haven't gone mad, I promise you. They did shell barrel like that. Um, next up, we have um, a big one. We have The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2, A House Divided by Carl Prowl. Um Carl gave us a 9.5. I would expect something like that from The Walking Dead because they're bloody brilliant. Um, he says, um, A house divided leverages streamlined gameplay to yield serious character and plot development. Along some more technical polish than The Walking Dead has ever seen, this is Telltale's best effort yet. Um, that's just made me want to get this even more now for Vita when it comes out later this month. Uh, he liked um, the character and plot development. The trim gameplay improves pacing and the technical polish. However, he disliked the long but infrequent loading screens and the one and one hard to see combat prompt. Um, I'm a massive Walking Dead fan. I got the um, season one collection for, C- uh, for v- PS Vita over Christmas, and I was delighted to hear that they're bringing season two out earlier than I thought. They're bringing out the um, uh, first two episodes later this month so presumably they follow their whenever the uh, console versions of episode three and more are released they come to vita at the same time which would be great so i won't have to wait a year to get like the season two collection like i thought would be the case so that's great um you guys uh play the walking dead here at all i played the entire first season i haven't gotten to the second season yet love the first season it was you know just a kind of an old school uh a point click adventure which i love mm. Spot on, mate. Spot on. How about um, Ben and Alex? How about you guys? I've played the first, but um, cause it's, the first one's actually a demo on PSN, uh, so you can download that and try it out. And I fully intend to get the rest because I'm a huge fan of the series, and because the first game was really, really cool. So I'll get into it, but I just haven't yet. I wouldn't mind getting them both on Vita as well. I think. Cool, cool, man. Uh, how about you, Ben? I'm just gonna want. Has the PS4 version been announced yet? Because they talked about it before. 
Um, no, I don't think so. It's just that they talked about it before season two started, saying the fact that season two, season one will transfer over to PS4. Um, um, I don't know anything it, about that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I remember reading it, but then it right. sort of sort of disappeared. All right. Well, either way, man, you should check this out if you can. Um, don't you know? Wait around for PS4. I recommend you get the first season ASAP. Definitely. Oh no, I got the first season, but they said that. Um, oh. The save. This is what they said. The save would transfer over to the PS4 season two. Oh, I see. Sorry. Um. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know what's happened with that. But if it's happening, then I guess um they wouldn't have said that. Um. Otherwise, um, but uh, yeah, but um, uh, I'll keep an eye on that definitely. Um, and finally, we have um, Basement Crawl PS4 review by um, our very own Russian comrade Gary Bagadarov. <laughs> Bagadarov, there we go, comrade. <laughs> um, he gave us he gave us a four. He says um, Basement Crawl tries. Actually, no, 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 this has to be done in a Russian accent. Basement Crawl tries hard to recapture the magic of Bomber Man, but has a hard time with its horror theme. Lack of a real tutorial and online connectivity issues. Overall, Basement Crawl can be a fun game, but it's hard to justify a purchase when half game just does not work. He likes can be fun when it works. However, he dislikes lack of any real tutorial, serious online connectivity issues, underutilized characters and themes. Oh wow! Imagine doing a whole show like that. <clears throat> So there, we finished with a bit of a stinker there. Uh, Basement Crawl, 4 out of 10. Um, I actually <laughs> knew this was um, the uh, lowest rated game on PS4. I read that tidbit somewhere in the last week or so. So I was kind of like uh, feeling for Gary. I feel for you, brother, <laughs> having to review that. Oh, I find uh, um, it funny now, actually. What? I, pre- I said he'll give it a 4 out of 10 before he... Yes, I got it right. I predicted the future. Indeed, you're right. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, um, okay, let's go on to, oh, wow, I've actually just realized my itinerary uh, in the podcast, I missed out on um, what we've been playing. So obviously, we're going to do that. Um, to give my voice a rest, um, and before my laptop dies, because it's just warm me, but I'm low on power, and I have nine minutes left. So I will rectify that by plugging it in. Uh, let's start with, <laughs> let's start with um, Chris, what have you been playing this week, bro? Uh, I've been just obsessed with Danganronpa, Trigger Happy Havoc. Uh, on the Vita, it's just a, one of those kind of games that just pulls you in, and I, I man, it's just dominating my time. It's a good time to play it too because it's kind of it's kind of a lull in the uh, PlayStation Four games right now. I decided to skip Thief uh, and save my money for uh, some of these other games like Metal Gear Solid and uh, uh, Infamous Second Son coming out. So cool, man! But I love that game. It's uh, Ernest Lynn, our uh, one of our um, editors, gave it an awesome score, and so I, he, based on his review, I picked it up and not regretting it. Yeah, he um he gave it a good, I think he gave it a nine, didn't he? He did give it a nine. Yeah, well, so that was our game of the month. Um, actually, that uh, us an article I need really need to get up actually. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, uh, how is that all, Chris? You um just been on that, or you've been on dipping into anything else? No, that's that's primarily it for me right now. Cool, man. How about you, Ben? Uh, I've been Part playing a lot Warframe. of Warframe, of course. Cool. Yeah, um, okay. some Thief. <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't mind FIFA. Actually. It's pretty good. I don't, I don't see as many why so many people complain about it. But there are a few issues. I must admit that. Um, Wasn't the AI meant to be extremely thick? Yeah, or? the AI can be quite dumb. Okay, so, I'm not joking. <laughs> but I've seen worse AI, like the Final Fantasy 14 beta I did for a while on PS4. Now that had really dumb AI. <laughs> I literally walked up to some one of the enemies, literally behind them, just stood there. <laughs> Please hit me. Yeah. 
and nothing happened so it was quite funny uh, but yeah and I've been playing recently South Park The Stick of Truth oh cool um, yes um, I do apologise actually um, if you uh, we also review that as well but um, unfortunately our review list um, only go, um, goes to um, three uh, spots on the homepage so obviously I need to comment on um, South Park actually probably comment on quite a few yes I've actually missed two it doesn't matter we'll come back to those in a minute carry on dude yeah, if you're a South Park fan at all, buy South Park Stick of the Truth. It is one of the best South Park games you could ever buy with your money. It is amazing. I'm Excellent. not joking, it's just oh, all the references. I liked going into the bank and the sexual harassment panda started singing. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you've got all Chef's old songs as well, played on the radio sometimes. Um, like chocolate salty balls yeah and all stuff that stuff like that you know I want to make love you to you one man and stuff like that <laughs> um, oh, that was in the sperm bank actually that was <laughs> um, also oh. I went down in the sewers recently and got Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh as a summon oh god so I can summon Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh what does he do he he, he covers the whole field and shit <laughs> he literally appears, makes like a tsunami of of poo, and covers the enemies in it. Uh, oh. You just don't want to know what Mister Slave does. Mister Slave is is quite is quite bad. Oh, okay, There's four yeah. summons in the game. I won't spoil them all. Well, you pretty much know them all anyway. But yeah, yeah. the only downside of the summoning is the fact you can only summon them once per day, which sucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry that's just made me laugh so much oh South Park God. Um, yeah if you like South Park Mike I do recommend it cool um, it does look kind of cool actually really cool um, how about you Alex um, yeah Dust514 is pretty much still my staple uh, I love the game there's a, a really big update coming in two weeks or so which is going to add a lot of content and stuff so I'm really enjoying that and Aside from Dust, just anything that's in Instant Games uh, collection. So um, Metro, Last Light, I've been playing, and Tomb Raider has just arrived recently, so I'll be getting stuck into those games as well. Enjoy, especially Tomb Raider, man. I can definitely um, uh, confirm that is excellent. <laughs> yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, um, and you've read my review, of course. Um, <laughs> is that all, man? Mm-hmm. Also, remember, yeah. um, if you've got Plus... Remember to add the PS4 games to your history, so when you get a PS4, you have them all waiting for you. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, before I um, mention what I've been playing, um, I, I, there's two reviews here I just have to read out. Obviously, one of them is um, self Up Stick of Truth, which was reviewed by Stephen Williamson. He gave it an 8. Um, he summarises, a side-splitting romp with all the sharp satirical humour we come to expect from South Park. Strip away its wit and... Strip away its wit, and despite a few flaws, you'll find a satisfying deep art, satisfyingly deep RPG. Uh, he liked the. Uh, he says that it's very, very funny. If you love South Park, you'll love all the characters' dialogue and the RPG twist. Uh, he also liked the standard RPG quest, jazzed up with uniquely themed missions and a tactically engrossing turn-based combat with enemies, weapons, and powers that have a South Park twist. However, he did dislike uh, the constant menu and map reference, uh, the loading screens and frame rate drops, and censorship in the EU is frustrating, especially when it crops up in a particularly boring, long-winded section. Uh, yeah, that was... Um, we were actually talking about that at the um, Metal Gear Solid event, and I couldn't really understand why on earth that would have been censored, um, which was very odd. Um, I'm sure people have got opinions on that, but there we go. Um, it's um, uncut in America, though, so if you're living in the US, then think yourself lucky. Um, or... Or if you got one of those unlucky, well, lucky German or Australian copies, 
Or you might that. also. Because yeah. remember, it got delayed because they sent out the wrong copies in Germany and Australia. They oh, got okay. unsent. Yeah, they got an uncensored version instead of the censored version by accident. <laughs> that's why. It's, that's why it's been delayed in Austria and Germany right now for until they send out a reprint the new unse- the new censored copies. Oh wow! <laughs> They've even delayed the Steam version as well. well fair play, full of interesting tidbits there, Ben. <laughs> Finally, we have um, Dead Nation Apocalypse Edition on PS4. This was by Adam. Um, he, oh, quite a lengthy summary here. Uh, Housemarque's Dead Nation Apocalypse Edition harbors all the addictive pick-up-and-play qualities synonymous with everyone's favourite PS4 indie developer, providing a thrilling zombie romp with fast, fluid mechanics and controls. And while it, not be str- while may, it not str- while it may not strain the P- PlayStation 4's considerable cap- capabilities by any stretch, the inclusion of some new leaderboard space modes coupled with the innovative streaming feature make this a welcome addition to the PS4 indie roaster. <sighs> Quite a mouthful there. I might want to um, trim those summaries. <laughs> we, uh, he um, liked the challenging fluid gameplay, the innovative stream integration, and plenty of modes. However, he disliked not the fact that it's not overly different from the PS4 version, which was released in uh, 2010, I think. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the unforgiving checkpoints and the fact that the campaign can be quite linear. And uh, he gave this an 8 out of 10. The user, store, user score currently stands at 7, so they, uh, they um, obviously we liked it a bit more. It's actually interesting that this game has a lot of comments. 27. I'm not quite sure why this one has more than self-part, which only had one, but... Because it's broken. It's broken! Is it? I, uh, it took me 10 minutes to get into a game. And oh, what wow. Ha- uh, what happened was um, me and my mate decided we wanted to play some co-op online. Um, so we decided to go co-op. Anyway, I booted the game up. I crashed. Uh-huh. Uh, I had to reboot the game because it cra- It literally went blue screen. Uh, yeah, the error restarting your PS4, blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. Reloaded the game up. Pressed co-op. Crashed again. Uh, went, got another blue screen. Went back to the PS4 menu. Loaded yeah. the game up again. Went to co-op. Got online. Joined my mate. We got to chapter two. We uh-huh. disconnected. Let's... <laughs> uh, well, not even chapter two, sorry, checkpoint checkpoint two. Yeah. Um, then it crashed. <laughs> Jesus. And then I went to go do look at my gallery just to see if there's what the gallery images are. It crashed. Holy I went God, to, man! I went to the leaderboard just to see if that what how people are doing on the game, whether it's just me. And it crashed. And it crashed. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and the broadcast plus doesn't work properly. Well, it does. But when you stream in Dead Nation, at least it used to, I think it's been patched now at last. But oh, the voice God. did not work in streaming. Oh, God. Dead so. Nation Apocalypse Edition. It only crashes everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Cool. Um, well, actually, no, not cool at all. That sucks. But um, as for me and um, what I've been playing, I've been obviously on War Thunder. Um, I've got a, I bought a premium account for a week, so I get double XP this week. So I was playing that a heck of a lot, trying to um, grind my way up the... Um, uh, tiers again, which I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, Germany is definitely my favourite team, even over Britain, because those guys have 30 millimeter cannons and they shred anything. Um, Chris, I know, I know, um, a lot. Most of you guys in here aren't really up on this stuff, but um, and I wasn't trying to be patronised and saying that. But Chris, um, you you should know the B17 Flying Fortress. Uh, yes. yes. Well, uh, the can- I, I'm flying the um, BF 109, the Messerschmitt, the German right. fighter, and they've got a 
30 mil cannons and put it this way. I mean, B-17s, as you know, are pretty damn rugged. But these uh, these cannons were, I, I think I blew blew a wing off a bomber, a tail section off a bomber. They just completely get shredded by these things. So, oh. they're, yeah, they're, um, yeah, when you get to the higher tier German planes, they are seriously amazing. They don't turn as well as Spitfires, but no. they're, um, they're, they're lethal, seriously. And you know, I do a lot, a lot of people love doing head-on things, you know, just straight um, nose-to-nose. Um, what they either do there is they either ram you, which is a damn annoying tactic and a waste of a turn, or they obviously unload on you and whoever fight, whoever aims the best wins. And I, I, I end up doing a lot of these and just going head-to-head with these guys when I'm in these Germans with the 20, 30 mil, mil cannons. They're just dead before they even get to open fire. It's great. Just wow. I just duck down at the last minute and they go whooshing over like no wings left on fire. It's just great. <laughs> So, um, man, you really make me want this game. Stop yeah, it. Sorry, man. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's still not out in America yet. But apart from um, War Thunder, I've been on. Uh, I finished. Um, did I. Uh, uh, last week, Ben, did I say I finished GTA 4? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, I obviously finished that. I'm on Red Dead Redemption now, which I'm um, really, really enjoying. I know you didn't take to that very well, but I am. Um, I'm loving that game. It's a, it's a Wild West simulator. That's all I can say. I love it. The. Uh, uh, John Marston seems like a really interesting character. It's just, it is. I know it sounds lame to say, it's, it's kind of like Grand Theft Auto, but with horses and in the Wild West. You know, it's all the same kind of open world quality you'd expect from them. Diverse, um, interesting characters, diverse missions, beautiful open world. The shooting mechanics are stolen. In fact, coming off GTA 4 and going into Red, Red Dead Redemption, it's amazing how much that plays like GTA 4. The, the, um, you know, the fact that you have to hold hold down X to jog, tap to run. And you know the whole the um, the aiming system's been overhauled because GTA had that whole sticky aim thing, which is annoying. But this one's a lot more fluid, which is great. But yeah, I'm loving it. I'm I'm actually early on. I'm I'm doing a lot of side quests because I need to get some money. I bought a shotgun, which is good. Um, it's really really cool. I'm just going around having these random events happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm I need to get. I haven't played much more since the last podcast because of um, like I said, I've been tucking into War Thunder because of a premium account, and I wanted to really take advantage of that weekly double XP. But yeah, I'm really enjoying Red Dead. Um, I've uh, started Soul Sacrifice again, but I haven't done much more much more on that. Um, I've also been going through GTA Liberty City Stories again, um, which is a PSP game, which I downloaded for the PS Vita, which I'm enjoying. Um, I don't think... I'll just look behind me. Um, Mike, have... the pro- reason why the Prime Access is so expensive on Warframe is because you get 90 days of double XP. Oh, okay. Wow, that's a lot compared to War Fund. Yeah, ninety days <laughs> yeah. of double XP and ninety days of double X, uh, double credits. Oh, wow! I could do with that. <laughs> um, I I've still got Silent Hill Homecoming sit on there, which I need to finish, so I'll get around to it. But yeah, it's um, that's pretty much been it. It's, oh, of course, Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> not every time. It's not every day I get to say something like that. Yeah, I played um, a game that no one else is yet. Sorry, I'm rubbing it in. I'm so jealous. I'm so jelly. <laughs> yeah, I'm no so gets- jelly. Well, Jow. <laughs> well, Jow. Yeah. Oh God. Essex. Jeez. Um, oh my God. I feel like I feel dirty now. I yeah. Need a shower. Me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> uh, let's pretend that never happened. Um, yeah. That's what it's. Uh, that's what it's been for me. So um, I'm going to be um, going on to Red Dead again sometime soon because I'm looking forward to that. And I've got GTA Five sitting behind me in the collector's edition as well, which I'm looking forward to. But that's it for me. Um, let's. Uh, sort of get around to closing up now guys um we have some emails from unsurprisingly uh a chap called alfonso boxill who seems i wonder who he is yeah who is he yes uh yeah that guy (laughs) that dude um yeah he says um 
he gives um, some complimentary words about our. Um, apparently, he seems to love British accents, so he was like, um, he wanted to say, uh, "Oh, uh, Gary." Uh, he apparently um, he he added Gary on Twitter, so um, hopefully, you guys will be speaking um, sometime soon. That was, of course, Gary who was on last week, um, and he wants to say that he still loves your voice, Ben, as well. Bless him! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, uh, in terms of questions, um, one, uh, his first one is. Um, uh, I know if you pre-order the collector's edition of Infamous Second Son, you could get uh, you will get a DLC side story of what happened to Cole. Do you guys know if that side story is the prequel of the game? Cole exiting in, Cole ex, Cole exiting into Delson's appearance. Um, well, I don't. I've not played Infamous, so I don't know at all. Um, ben, do you know anything about this at all? I do. Okay. Well, um, do you want to take the mic? <laughs> I I don't know much, but I do know a bit. Um, okay. Basically, it's going to be a sequel to two. That's good. Well, it's not a sequel. It's going to connect two. Yeah. To Second Son, and it'll be a oh, couple okay. of bonus missions that will connect the two right. storylines together. Presumably, this is about Cole. Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be a return of a character that everyone likes. Ah, okay. Do That's, you know who that is? Or I just... do not know. I just know that. Okay. Cool. Cool, man. Um, so yeah. There will be a character from the previous game that will be returning in this DLC. Cool. Okay. There you go, Alfonso. Hopefully that's... Which will probably be Cole's friend. I I can never remember. All right. Cool. There you go, Alfonso. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, His last question is, uh, I saw on the website that a Lego uh, Mega Logo Super Pack announced for Vita. I I actually did the story. Um, Will be released in Europe. Um, Any word on when it's coming to America? When do you feel it should be released in America? Plus, when does it... Plus... Uh, when it does, will it have increased Vita sales because those Lego games are really good? Uh, that's a good question, um, Fonz. I don't know when it's going to be announced um, for America. Um, I did the story uh, for the European one. Um, I generally check to see if there's anything for America or vice versa. If it's um, in a different region, like if it's for America, I check for a European one. But in this case, I didn't see anything at all. So I'm guessing it's not planned yet. There have been quite a few bundles that have only been exclusive to one territory. Um, uh, uh, Europe seems to get a lot of these kind of things. Um, so I think the previous bundle was exclusive to us as well. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I was thinking of, actually. Yeah, good call on that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure about America, um, Fonz. Maybe it's going to be exclusive to Europe. But um, in terms of what you said about what it inc- um, increased Vita sales, um, I guess so. Uh, Lego games are really good. There's some damn good games in there, I think. Uh, Indiana Jones is in there, Pirates of the Caribbean. There's a Batman game in there as well. And, uh, there's six altogether. Um, I can't remember them all, though. But um, I imagine it would help um, boost the sales. I think it would be. Uh, I think it would definitely uh, attract uh, the um, younger de- demographic. Perhaps um, um, maybe some mums out there want to treat their kids to an Easter present or something, or their birthday or whatever. Because obviously, there's no major holiday around at the moment. Um, but yeah, I can see it attracting the younger demographic for sure, man. Um, um, anything that helps boost Vita sales. Um, yeah, that's what I think anyway. Also, remember, Fonz, that um, Vita is remote, is uh, uh, region free. Very good point. Very good. Uh, so yeah. you could import the Mega Bundle if you wanted, and you also get a memory card with it, so you yes. can switch your account on that memory card to European. So you can have the memory card you got right now as your North American account, and you can have the Amer- the memory card you get with the bundle as your European account. Yeah. Yeah. That way, you'll be able to have the two separate accounts without too much issue. Yeah, because it's in. Um, there are two versions. Of, well, it's, uh, you obviously get the one with the Vita, the hardware bundle itself, and you get one. Uh, you get the memory card one, which has a 
I think it's an eight gigabyte one or a sixteen gigabyte memory yeah. card. I think it is. Yeah. So there we go. Um, that's... How much is the sixteen gigabyte one? Do you know? Oh God. Um, I think it's. I think it's forty nine ninety nine euros. I think it's forty nine. I know it's. Um, I'm tempted because I need a new memory card and. I like Lego games, so yeah. It's, I know the hardware bundle was one hundred and ninety nine ninety nine euros. Um, I'm pretty sure. I know one of the memory cards one was forty something. I'm pr- I'm sure it's forty nine ninety nine euros. The uh, sixteen one, but yeah, you. Uh, might... Yeah, one sec. The forty. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine. Wait there. What? Who's going to buy the eight gigabyte one? Yeah, really. Isn't that just like five euros cheaper or something? Yeah, five euros cheaper. Yeah, I for thought, half yeah, the size. I, I read that and I was like, wow. You just go for the um, sixteen gigabyte one. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's weird, but yeah, there we go. Um, so you can import that if you want. Uh, that's uh, that's all the emails, guys. Um, I think we're coming around to um, closing off the podcast now. Um, obviously, guys, if you want to, um, I'll save us now because otherwise I'll forget and Michael will whip me, um, <laughs> whip me like a bitch. Um, give us some uh, loving on um, iTunes, guys. We're on iTunes. Um, just um, some quick feedback on there and some likes would be great. And we re- you were about to say YouTube, weren't you? No, I was talking about. I was talking about iTunes. Believe me, I was. I, I know that you can rate. Um, you can rate us on iTunes, can't you? Because Don always used to promote that. They have a little star rating on iTunes, so that's why. Um, that's what we're we're on about. We really appreciate some loving on iTunes, and um, if you want to, you can um, also contact us on Twitter or Facebook. And um, I'll hand it over to um, Ben now. Do you want to do any shout outs at all? Um, I want to give a big shout out to Holly B for that amazing message. I hope you, I really enjoyed the infamous stream you did that launch window. That was amazing. Uh, I want to shout out to Chin. I know you can't make it this month, so I want to say thank you for anyway for saying you might in the future. Me too, man. Hey, Chin. He says he wants to be on in the summer, so we'll see. Sweet, uh, sweet. Abs and off, she had abs off definitely an abs yeah. off of him in the summer. <laughs> and she had. We got to get you on. I know we keep talking about it on Twitter. We keep messages on Skype, but we 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 have to get you on sometime. We will get you on. We'll we'll, we'll find a way, even if we have to record the date on Tuesday. As long as we get you on, that's what yeah, matters. Yeah, what day it is. We'll do it definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, to the rest of my Twitter fans, just a usual thanks for listening and thanks for putting up with my voice, especially <laughs> this week. <laughs> uh, um, Alex, any shout outs at all? Uh, no, just a shout out to anybody who listens, anybody who visits the front page, or anyone who visits the community, and uh, anybody who plays Dust. Anyone who plays Dust, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, how about you? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, okay. Shout out to anybody listening. Thanks for listening. I don't know. Shout out to you guys for having me on. I mean, that's really it. Oh, man, cool. It's great to have you no, on. It's always to have you on, Chris. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long. We try and... Uh, it's all the time zones, you know. Um, they, they're never never helpful, but there we go. Um, I think I've um, shout, I gave a shout out to Richard Walker, but I'll do it again. It was really cool meeting you, Richard. Really great to talk to you. Um, it sounds weird, but it was so liberating to be able to just be in a room full of gamers. I know that sounds kind of weird, but I do have friends who like games. But it's just very different when you know the guy. Obviously, games owners they live and breathe games, you know, and everything. And even though I've got mates who like games, it's just different, you know. Talking to people who are just instantly you can just, you know just chat about this chat about that you know it's just before i knew it, i was just talking about silent hill and resident evil with the guys it's just really really awesome man it's um so cool and um it was just really really cool to be around those kind of people i really really wish i uh, really really hope i get to attend more events so yeah it's uh, oh, i just wish i just wish you more... better attend you're a gamer this year then yeah <laughs> 
they, I just wish there were more people in the games around him, man. It just, I don't know. I, you know, I, you know, I talk about this kind of thing, but I think it's just, I think Redding just must be really bad for people who play games because it's just, there's never seems to be anyone around here at all, man. Everyone's just like, you know, turns their noses up a bit, but all, all people do want to do around here is get drunk and that's it, man. I don't know. Whatever. There we go. Tom to Scarborough, we, we love our games. Yeah, yeah, we've discovered. We we've got nothing in Scarborough to do, so all we've got is video games. <laughs> we don't even have a cinema now, so. Oh wow. <laughs> well, we do. We have one really bad one, but. Oh, right. got our main or- cinema got closed down, so. Oh well, we got the Oracle in Reading, so um, there's quite a lot to do around there in terms of that. Yeah, so so all we've got to do is either get angry that we've got nothing to do or play video games. Yeah. So we all settle on video games. Oh hell yeah! Um, yeah, I'll be on new flat, mate. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll give a shout out to Fonz man thanks for the emails again all our listeners all our Twitter followers Facebook followers um, all uh, the staff at PSU rest of the staff at PSU Don Oliveira our old um, podcast host um, uh, I really hope you're still listening man and I really want to try and get hold of you sometime um, uh, <laughs> I'm just starting to feel like that taxi driver now the uh, hot dog guy in bloody GTA on that Laszlo show oh yeah I, doesn't want to, I want to say hello to my kids and all the guys that they're like a person you're so nice to me oh man what is it with you guys you breed like rabbits man <laughs> <laughs> oh god good old lads um, yeah uh, well um, I, I always think there's something else I've got to say there's someone else I keep forgetting to mention but I think that's it so yeah um, that's been episode 30 guys um, that's uh, wow a, a big milestone here's to the next 10, 20 hey 30 episodes so um, uh, on behalf of myself <laughs> thank you for joining me Alex, Ben and Chris it's been great uh, talking to you guys again and um, I really hope we can um, keep this show rolling laying out the train jacks for another 10 episodes um, so it's been great what can I say um Well, I guess that's good night from me. And that's good night from him. See you guys.